0: Everybody, Welcome to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show. This one is dedicated to all my true and honest sweethearts out there. We're coming at you from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Day XXXXX X, 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 X of quarantine, and we are so excited to be here. We've got a great show lined up for you, one where Dean will be taking the lead, so yeah, uh, brave hello. new world. How's everybody doing?
1: And we're gonna swear this episode, and also for the listeners on our podcast version of this, sorry that the audio quality changes literally every <laughs> single week of this podcast. We're working things out, yeah, we it works, but hopefully it sounds good. you know yeah. what?
2: If you're not with us through the thick and the thing, ten ten, ten ten, man, quarantine's fucking on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening to someone else speak the other day, and I was like, haha, that's funny, like, quarantine's really screwing our conversation up because none of us know how to speak anymore and then here i am not being able to speak i just want to say uh shout out to all the pretty ladies out there in the world uh <laughs> this this uh this week is sponsored by uh, pretty little women uh jesse tell us about pretty little women pretty little women
0: uh, well, Chancellor, I'd have to look that up on my favorite new website, <laughs> conservopedia.com.
1: <Yeah.
3: laughs> my, my favorite thing about pretty women is that I feel like they're not represented enough or really talked about enough in the
1: oh, media. Oh, so gl- film and media? I'm yeah. glad
3: that you brought this up. Thank
0: but you. It's always about dudes rock, but <laughs> when are we going to get a hot girl themed time of year maybe, potentially? That even. would be cool. That would when,
2: be pretty novel. When are we going to get a hot girl summer? Yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be this summer. No. This summer is...
0: No. Truly, wanted this is a summer of death, death and destruction. Yeah, but oh. uh, you know what? We're not going to dwell on that because we've, we've made a vow to you to be funny and not sad and ir- And uh, sorry, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sincere. Yeah, we're doubling the irony, we're tripling the brain damage. And I'm going to start and promise you that I will be making. Every single one of our listeners actively stupider and it will start with Conservopedia. What is Conservopedia, you may ask? Well, it is a project started by Andrew Shafley, the son of
3: Andrew Scheer.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean similar (laughs) politics. (laughs) He is the son of famous conservative judge Phyllis Schlafley, who you can you know what, maybe we'll do an episode on her. Phyllis uh... Schlafley?
3: The grossest name in the history
0: like this is why Grossest woman too. She's probably (laughs) fucked up. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to create a conservative counterpart to Wikipedia, which he felt was rife with liberal bias. Right.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: Wikipedia, as we know, is famously uh, like open source edited. Yep. You'll be delighted to hear that Conservopedia used to be, and now it's restricted to verified members only. Interesting. <laughs> so interesting.
3: I wonder why they had to put that into place.
0: What is even funnier is that the fact that it isn't, like, publicly edited means, like, the entries that are on here are so much stupider than they should be. Like, I figured, oh, it's just people, like, fucking around. Then I found out you had to be a verified member to edit, and it was so yeah. much better.
3: You have to send, like, Andrew Shear like, a little vial of your blood, and you have to get the Epstein antibodies inserted into you.
0: Now, Andrew Shaffley,
3: big homeschooling guy, which, uh... Oh, interesting. nightmarish. I actually think that is an episode for a future
0: day. I would love oh, to talk yeah, about Oh, yeah, we should talk about homeschooling for sure. Now, I have a couple questions for you guys. These are just very simple it's like we're playing the mash game you know it's like the little cootie catcher yeah do you want to hear about uh greatest liberal or sorry most overrated liberal films or greatest conservative
3: films for me it's greatest conservative films also just for the record folks where we're recording right above us they are doing demolition work oh my goodness
1: i was like watching all of you and i was like who's moving i'm going (laughs) to kill you
3: no it's like it's just like another of god's funny little tricks you know (laughs) like of course they're gonna do months work Worth of
1: demolition That's like, what are they right, doing? right above Just our radio studio. Cinder blocks <laughs> on the. I don't floor? know. Maybe
3: they're doing
0: trust falls. They're installing five G towers. <laughs> you know what? Kingston's okay, cases hit zero, and they're about to skyrocket. Back <laughs> you know what?
2: But this is one of those moments that kind of like tests our limits as a group, right? Like well, this is like a bonding moment. We're gonna get to know each other so much better through this hard time. I imagine everyone's looking at me like I have ten heads. <laughs> Nobody has any idea what you're the fuck trying I'm to be sincere. About. I don't know.
3: I hate that. That
2: wasn't sincere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dean, I'm on such
2: another transcended level that pretty much anything is. Oh, I you're say, on
3: post-irony. That's cool. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, don't fucking talk to me that way, Dean. I we'll want to hear
3: about conservative Wikipedia. You know,
2: you know what? This is the first beef of the podcast. <laughs> me versus Dean. We're going to fucking duke it out in the ring because of this shit. We actually,
3: before you were on the pod, we had a beef with Hillary Clinton. actually. Oh, Hillary
0: Clinton's yeah. podcast, especially. I'm did. up
2: there with Hillary Clinton, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like a G6.
3: <laughs> he's flying on her plane. And he's doing the mannequin
0: challenge days before she eats shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm chilling
2: in Cedar Rapids, baby. So
0: the first film listed, and this is uh, alphabetically, on greatest conservative movies on conservapedia.com. And remember, these are just very dubious. Uh, the greatest conservative movie I'll be discussing for the next couple minutes is 17 again
1: ah, that's the zach Ephron. have you guys seen that one no mm. i have oh, i have twice
3: crazy. do you know what it's it, it is sort of very conservative
1: here is oh the reason yeah. yeah. What? a
0: 37 okay. year old father reverts to age 17 through a visit to a mysterious janitor and learns that choosing family which he strives to support however he can and life over death and possible material riches is much more rewarding and fulfilling even if it is not always apparent the film stands up for abstinence and self respect and contains a strong speech for both of them, as is in this quote Because there is no one that I'm in love with, it's called making love, isn't it? Maybe I'm old fashioned, but I think that means when you do it you do it with someone you love, and preferably when you're married, and when you're ready to take that love and turn it into a baby. The concept of fatherhood is painted positively. Yeah, he says as it to well, his daughter. Because he ultimately learns that things he, when he was reverted to age seventeen, so he could see things from his children's perspective and help them resolve their problems now, sure, whatever. I'm just saying, when I went to this Greatest Conservative movies, and the first one listed is about a 37-year-old
3: yeah. man going back to high school, I was like, this bullet's yeah. so bad. But also, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know, have this. you seen this that movie? A long time. To, I think I saw it when it came out, Because one of the one of the subplots is that his daughter is in love with, like, his younger self <laughs> yeah. and is always trying to get with him. There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot to him you know Wait, one okay, part. who plays the
1: dad as an old man? It's like Vince Vaughn or something, no, isn't it? No,
3: it's, it's another, it's imagine, like, a more boring Vince vaughn yeah
0: because they would make mention because anytime vince vaughn movies are on here it makes sure to say noted conservative actor vince
2: vaughn <laughs> um, uh, can we can we sit on that one for a bit you guys have seen this movie yeah. Yeah. it yeah. sounds like a pile of trash no, it was zach awful. efron
1: i used to be it's 15 not
2: good. it's not good it's no not good
0: it's not worth seeing it's no. not like
2: freaking. oh it's Friday.
1: matthew perry <laughs> yeah
0: oh, great. more boring vince oh, vaughn okay. i was right well pre i guess post cocaine yeah
2: who goes to um like a janitor to get reverted back in. Like, I'm so baffled.
1: It, it's through, like, a basketball picture yeah. or something, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, like, touches yeah. it like and becomes shining. 17. He, he's, oh. in the, he's in the photo. <laughs> you know what? I've like, got one it's more for you.
2: Zac Ephron's Shining. Yeah.
0: This is one that I, uh, this is what originally drew me to this as a concept. So, you guys are getting a double header just because we want to start it off on a high uh, high point. So, another conservative movie. A dog's purpose.
1: That I oh makes sense, of course. That's and like the most important thing. Haven't we already talked about I've this movie on the
0: pod? Talked. We have, but we haven't read this review. Based on the same heartwarming book of the same name, I don't see Heartwarming. You're <laughs> yeah, that's actually how it's written as well. <laughs> uh, the soul of a dog lives the lives of several dogs spanning decades and it remains loyal to its owners. The film takes a stand against bestiality and animal cruelty. <laughs> <scene too. laughs>
1: It's and not do they have dog? to confront that in the movie Bestiality? You no,
3: know, that's kind of sick, though. This movie sounds so much cooler. I,
1: I have a funny story about the second version. I forget what it is, but oh. it's like a dog something else. Yeah, um, a dog's collar. I went to the theater with my friend to see the movie Hustlers, the stripper one with uh, J Lo, yeah. oh, and yeah. the dudes at the counter sent us to the wrong theater. So we went in and we're like, "Wow, this is a really long ad so far <laughs> about dogs," and then it kept going longer and longer, and then all the characters were talking and we were extremely confused and then we left and realized it was A Dog's Purpose or whatever the second one was. Yeah, it was A Dog's
3: dog's Way Home.
1: Ah,
0: They were released (laughs) like within months of each other based on the same book.
3: Um, Here's the cool thing uh, about A Dog's Purpose though. Uh, for me, I don't know if it's really that conservative because, like, you know, it's all about reincarnation and mm. uh, multiple lives. That's not very Judeo-Christian, mm. you know. <sighs> that's not very Jerusalem to Athens. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what I was wondering, too, about, like, the traveling back in time thing it's like isn't that wouldn't that be just purely blasphemous like to say that that's even like even in the form of joking like you're not supposed to joke about like magic and shit like that because that's that's blasphemy right
3: now I will say what if it's God teaching you a lesson to
2: I talk to your kids more unless we're only talking about like fiscally conservative people Like, who's... who's, Okay. No, no way.
1: Conservopedia, I feel like, is going to be the full shebang. And you have to remember, like,
0: these are people just justifying movies they like. Like, there's some ones we'll get to later (laughs) in the series. Yeah, like
4: Parasite.
0: Yeah, Parasite is a noted example, since you've already mentioned it. The review on Conservopedia is, this movie is often misunderstood by liberal critics. Liberals (laughs) are the real
2: parasites.
3: That's And that's the whole thing. That's the
0: entire (laughs) justification. The whole...
2: No. So I could, I could go on about the movie Parasite, oh but God. if you walk away with any one idea on what the movie's about, you didn't watch the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're watching something else. Like, the movie is about so many different fucking things. So uh, to be like, it's about uh, the nuclear family and, like, uh, making sure everyone's happy. It's like, you didn't get the point.
3: No. Well, yeah, like you say that, but I walked away from that movie, I was like, you know what? Rocks are cool. I like oh that, yeah, big that
4: big rock.
2: rock he carries around well, yeah. oh yeah that,
3: that
0: rock was pretty cool Yeah. and also liberals are the real parasites which is why I <laughs> noted it in my review
3: anyways uh, a you <laughs> folks enjoy true. that
0: we'll come back to Conservopedia uh, every week until they <laughs> until they
3: heat death of the universe until they cut
0: my internet off <laughs> so uh Dean, why don't you introduce us to today's topic?
3: Yes. Yeah, so, folks, I think we've teased this a couple times, uh, but this is a topic that I've really been itching to get into. Uh, I hope I do it justice. I don't think I will, because uh, what we're going to talk about is a very broad field of study, and I've just sort of cherry-picked some of just the, the worst, like, most rotten berries from this tree. Uh, folks, who's familiar with evolutionary psychology? Any of you, Any I of you,
0: know exactly one thing about it, and that's that some of the most famous ones just love defending pedophilia. Yes,
2: this is true. Well, they, uh, mm, I also know that a lot of uh, people, when they go into the evolutionary psychology rabbit hole, end up becoming like advocates for eugenics. Mm. Yes, <laughs> and the idea that race mixing uh, lowers your IQ and your like. Um, Makes you more vulnerable to illness and disease.
3: Yeah, I didn't I've seen even. That.
2: I've seen that a lot. Like we can talk
3: about Charles Murray and his ilk oh. later. <laughs> uh, I didn't even write a lot about him in my prep, just because it seemed blasé. It's, it's okay.
0: I do have a Charles Murray story for later. though. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah,
3: locked and loaded. But yeah, evolutionary psychology is a massive field of study, and while a lot of it is useful and is good science, there are, there are corners, there there are dark corners of evolutionary psychology. That are not really worth exploring. And we're going to explore them today. <laughs> cool. I was going to say. It seems like this corner is the whole fucking
0: room, buddy. <laughs> I don't think I've seen anything <laughs> beneficial from these motherfuckers. You know what,
2: You know what? Uh, I actually. It's funny that you bring this up. Because I was talking about this on a walk the other day. About evolutionary psychology. And I was talking about like how a lot of times. That certain things that people do. They just attribute to like. Oh, it's because it's evolutionary. The best thing that we could have had. Yep. And it's like. Nah, it's because they fucked and, like, they, they gave birth and that baby lived. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's what it mostly comes down. Like, yeah, we, you know will, we I mean? will get to that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm no, ranting. No, 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 no. But worry. it's just so funny that this comes up after I just have, a, like, a, a casual conversation with some coffee over evolutionary psychology yeah. as I normally do in the morning while reading the paper. <laughs> so,
3: naturally, uh, evolutionary psychology is a funny science. It's sort of like... It's not evolution and it's not psychology it's it's not even a combination of the two like so critics of it would say it's sort of using the hard science taxonomy and like logical processes of evolutionary studies and applying it to like softer sciences and like like psychology sociology all uh, these things that, You can't really prove, like you can gather data on and say, like, oh, look at these trends. And evolutionary psychology is like, no, this is like this because of this. Close the book. That's it. That a lot of critics will accuse uh, evolutionary psychology or evo psych, as we will call it from now on, because I don't want to say that every single time of doing that. But basically, the idea of evo psych is you apply evolutionary theories. So theories of natural selection and sexual selection to psychological phenomenon. So humans behave in X way because we evolved like typically people consider it like during like the Neolithic age while we were like cavemen in sub-Saharan oh, Africa. Like
1: and the, uh, women. Oh, it, it's the whole <laughs> like men cheat because of this and like women are obsessed with exactly. relationships because of oh, this or does, something. This
0: must have a lot of like overlap with
3: the manosphere then,
2: right? Oh yes. So that,
3: I'm saving the manosphere for okay. End. don't you okay, worry. Good. Yeah,
2: it, 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 a lot of it has to do with like excusing the way poor human behaviors and, and calling it human nature, right? Like yeah. that classic like, oh, but that's just human nature. Right. Like, well, that's you just guys are nailing are. all it's my like, points. This I is sh- exactly I <laughs> try to better myself because, yeah. you know, like
0: my greatest ancestor had to kill a dinosaur and therefore it's fine for me to DM 350 women <laughs> at 2 a.m. and say I'm taking up smoking to, just to get their attention. Is that <laughs> yeah, not...
2: Exactly. Wait a minute, is that not... Okay.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's how they,
3: that's actually no, how they... It's live. called
2: peacocking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You're but,
3: signaling your fitness.
2: You know, sometimes I, I do something shitty throughout the day and people are like, Chance, you can't do that. And I'm like, it's okay, like the primordial th- froth made me this way. <laughs> 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 when I grew my legs, this is how I became. Yeah, I'm a, I'm
0: a, I'm a froth survivor, so yeah. i really appreciate it if you laid off me for a bit. Yeah,
2: Please. I, I made it through the froth. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. So, uh, Evo Psych, like, Basically everything was first proposed by Darwin. Like Darwin has this like funny habit of like he'll have like a throwaway line in like on the Origin of Species, and then like you know fifty years of research will come out of that one line from that one paper because he was like a genius and he was like yeah like I've discovered this natural selection thing. Uh, it'd be pretty funny to think about uh this in terms of human behavior anyway. And then he just keeps going. <laughs> uh, and then from that point on, like that idea was sort of drop. Uh, and no one really picked it up until the seventies where it was coined sociobiology but at the time during the 70s it was very very taboo to relate evolutionary ideas to human behavior and human society uh, so a lot of work was done with uh, social animals like wolves and lions which we will also touch on and that that was really really good uh, work but whenever anyone was like now what if we think about how like this wolf pack dynamic with humans that would get poo-pooed a lot until the 90s can I just say real quick the term sociobiology
0: actually said to shiver up my spine. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the most like, monstrous. Yeah. Academic also, they did terms. a lot of
1: whack shit in the 70s. I don't know what they were writing grants for, but that was that out like, when the Stanford prison experiment happened <sighs> yeah. and they started oh, doing yeah, a Oh, yeah. That was back shock when psychology therapy was fun. To like, clear everyone's brains of their mm-hmm. existing anything? Like, yeah. That, ah, very that's cool. how you
2: create a Unabomber or two. Uh, yeah. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race continued many are
3: saying this <laughs> uh, and just to touch on what Jesse said sociobiology while it sounds awful is almost exclusively uh, used in terms of non-human animals okay uh, evil psych that should be the thing that scares you
0: that's much uh, worse
3: <laughs> <laughs> the fact you had to clarify oh that's the one for non-humans that's yeah the, that's the testing field for non-humans <laughs> oh so the term evolutionary psychology was introduced by uh, Michael Gislaine. No, his name is not actually Gislaine. it's uh, Giselin. But uh, I tried to—I tried to find. I know. I tried to find funny. a connection. I went deep down uh, a Wikipedia have rabbit hole to try and find a connection yeah. to Evo Psych guys and
0: Jeffrey
2: Epstein. <laughs> no, you don't. That's I true. will <laughs> touch on that later. Yeah. Hey, Dean, that was pretty fucking funny, man. I liked that. He did his best.
0: Thank he it. really tried to connect all of our. Okay. No, I'm being sincere. <laughs> all right. yeah, of I'm of being our, sincere, too. Our, <laughs> been, our different threads. I, in the well, line. I
3: told you guys this is a non-sincerity podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, so uh,
2: yeah, so I'm not being yeah.
3: Sincere. Oh, uh, speaking of which, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, a, like there's a disclaimer and I'm not an expert on any of the science stuff. Uh, I've done a fair bit of research, but I might get something wrong. And also, I just want to say right off the bat, evolution isn't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were created, of course, over the course of a couple months right. by uh, a mixture of Allah, who's the one true God, and aliens. Oh, uh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, it was those those two forces came together to Disre- create
2: all of life. Disregard my comments on chilling in the froth <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah, that, that was bullshit no there was there was froth like he was he was
0: making a particularly potent mixed drink different kind of froth it was yeah. I mean, it was the resin of his uh, hashish <laughs> okay careful <laughs> that's it was the, cool yeah man I was, I, the I, aliens I, brought it down with them as we know weed is actually br- given <laughs> yeah, to us given by aliens by and, <laughs> and they true. went to muhammad and they're like hey man you have to give this to allah immediately and he did And that's basically how we got formed. And that's so cool. We're the first podcast to be accepting of all
2: theories of creation. Yeah, you know, I feel bad because I I wish I did more research because I would have just come in here hot with the stoned ape theory and been (laughs) been like, this is evolutionary psychology, baby. But like, I don't know much about it other than people think apes took shrooms and then that's why we're people that's so sick yeah that's, um it is. Yeah, that's it, cool. it dude. opened up their pineal gland and then they started astrally projecting <laughs> in their mom's panties or whatever
0: right <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's how it worked designed intelligently evo psych also designed intelligently tell me more
3: please. Yeah. so like evo psych at the end of the day wants to the same way that darwin unified all of biology under one idea and like through this one idea of natural selection you can explain. All of the all of the variety you see from molecular biology to ecology, it all makes sense sense in the light of evolution. Mm-hmm. Evo psych wants to do the same thing with human behavior. They want to distill human behavior and culture and society to we can look at this through evolution and then understand it all. That is what evolutionary psychology wants to do. It often fails. i was gonna say uh,
0: I feel like a big part of this is the fact that behaviors of like early ancestors are just not congruent with what we have today because there was so much there's so much more complexities like emotionally yes. and societally. Yeah. That this seems is, like this a, is true. a bad idea from the go.
3: And like this this is one of the things that evolutionary psychology tries to tackle. Uh, a big idea is adaptive lag uh yeah, so that's yeah. getting Fortnite, yeah that's, that's happens when the 12 year old
2: kills yeah when you it. make your own pc that's yeah, adaptive yeah. lag yeah i'm sitting over there doing orange justice and, like, <laughs> and then the gigantic Ba-ba-ba-bing joe bang. biden
0: hologram appears and i get distracted yeah uh
3: but basically like you said we evolved on a certain time scale throughout like the neolithic period in sub-saharan africa and then from that point on culture and technology advanced much faster than evolution could and as such we're stuck with all of these sort of, like, appendices of not really perfectly adapted behaviors that make sense in, like, a a small, like, tribal community of hunter-gatherers but don't make sense now.
1: Okay, but is there not some truth that we have... I don't know you're 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 tend to be scared when you're by yourself at night because you're freaked out about things that you don't exactly. understand. Exactly. And that's you know? what I'm
3: saying. Like a lot of like Evo psych is logical and like is corroborated by a lot of evidence and by actual like neurological scans. Mm. Mm. Uh, but once you get stray more into human behavior and culture and the more social stuff, mm. for me that's where I think it gets thornier. Like the example that I had here is that like if you look at stats like you're much more likely to be killed by a car than you are by a spider bite or a snake bite. But you're much more afraid of snakes, generally. More viscerally freaked out by them. And that's because... In sub-Saharan Africa, there were no cars, but there were a lot of snakes and spiders that could kill you. If girls are listening, I'm not afraid of either of those.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it, is it not because the snakes and spiders just don't have a really grand marketing team?
3: No, that's true.
0: I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone juice the snake. Yeah, where, where, where it's
2: like, yeah, five stars. Like we won every single safety test. Yeah, look at this I want a snake test. with an oh, airbag. Like it's a cobra. Yeah, Hi. like like I think if uh, if if snakes snakes come on, step up. You gotta get a better marketing team yeah, on okay, this we, shit. Okay, everyone's, everyone's terrified. We of get me. a
3: spider. He's wearing a, a black turtleneck. And a top hat. And a top hat.
2: Um, He's got a cane. He's got a cane. They he, call him Grand Wizard Theodore. Does he have? Careful. How many-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about the racist spider. <laughs>
2: <laughs> people, t- people tuning yeah. in. Oh man, so- this is getting I, wild. I would
1: argue they have done some PR because if they hadn't, no one would live in Australia and yet people do so, uh,
2: scorpion go. lives don't
3: matter today <laughs> we, oh, get, we can
2: talk about the history of australia if you want but i don't think people were like this is great real estate <laughs> 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 really can't wait to come
0: out this way saint peter famously the enemy of the snake that motherfucker there's a reason why I Ireland... st
3: patrick you idiot eh, whatever
2: no saint peter's <laughs> <his laughs> brother
0: yeah. he, he... i'm sorry do you see any
2: snakes in heaven bitch <laughs> <laughs> he's holding the pearly gate and he's like ain't no snakes in here
0: Anyways, they drove all the snakes out of Ireland and then the troubles happened. I'm not saying they're related, but I'm not saying that they're not related. I could be That's completely true.
2: wrong. And, like, this whole podcast is just slandering things, but, like, <laughs> various countries uh, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read this one thing and I don't, I have no idea if it's true or not. And this is such an aside. But, anyways, it has to do with, like, people claiming that. St. Patrick's Day had to do with like ridding the moors out of uh, Ireland and it's like and then but then you look into it and that's not true at all so like all these like afro-centrists the were Jews maybe
0: no i think that's just that the boston guys <laughs> some boston guy made this ah you know what this is for <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah yeah so then like Afrocentrists were picking it up and then people were slamming them and then everyone was getting called a racist and it was crazy that was a wild day on instagram <laughs> oh man
3: yeah no like here's here's exactly how that myth happened is that like there's some boston guy at st patrick's day he's hitting on this girl uh, and she's like, well, why Why do we even do this? He's like, oh, I know, I know. It's uh, the moops. Yeah, <laughs> The <laughs> moops. The card says moops. Uh, <laughs> anyway, folks, as Chancellor alluded to, like one of the problems with EvoPsych, besides the fact that it has this claim of universality uh, when, you know, cultures and preferences change a lot. Like uh, one of the major problems with EvoPsych is uh, a lot of papers are like, oh, like, We've proven that men are interest are are most sexually aroused by women with a, a waist to hip ratio of like point seven. Uh, which is like what most American models have,
2: which is pretty uh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. and
3: it's like you know, just like the current culture in North America. That's exactly what we've been biologically driven to like. You yeah, know, even though, and it's I've, never changed in any place or any time. Yeah, even
2: though it's been different.
1: Did they actually everywhere. argue that? That's so yeah. That's asinine. in a big
2: paper. Same thing yeah. with asymmetry or, or symmetrical they, faces. How is they is got another. the
3: info? How they got like their their results? Is they
2: interviewed thirty college age but students? But yeah, of course.
1: They're gonna say what is dominant yeah. in their culture at yeah. the time did they not look at any other culture all these, ever
2: all these white boys with their uh, playboy magazines being like you know what i think i gotta figure out who the perfect woman is <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: A new report finds Kate Upton perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, the perfect two reporters, being. Or the,
3: the, the two researchers are like, yeah, no, me and my cousin, <laughs> we totally bone for Kate Upton. Yeah. I feel
0: like evo-psych guys do have a powerful cousin energy.
3: They do. They love their cousins. Hey, you They re Oh, buddy, do they love their cousins. That's so damn biologically attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that wrong. Uh, I've done the calculations. It's, uh... <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, we're not going to go. <laughs> that wasn't narrow. a bit. That was just Dean opening up. To us yeah. the first <laughs> Dean
1: time. has done the calculations. All of Dean's cousins are under 12. So Careful. Let's not go wow, there. That no, really we're not
2: bringing them up. You're cutting this from the pot. <laughs> no, no, okay. let's do this. That adds up, Dean. We, we got some. This is an intervention, Dean. <laughs> oh, boy. You got some splaining to I'm, do. I'm
3: on the other side of the Evo Psych dudes. I'm not an Evo Psych dude. But like, yeah, so there's this uh, claim of universality. Not good. Not good. Mm. Dumb. Uh, and like a lot of these like evil psych dudes are so blinded by science, if you will. Like they just, they're so convinced of their own righteousness and truth and facts and logic uh, that like the idea that anything like any piddly little thing like culture could have any effect on their results is right, laughable right. to them. They just can't think that way. But like Chance said, there's an idea in evolutionary biology called the just so story, which is uh, and you'll find this a lot in like sort of popular science writing or like TV shows, nature documentaries, that sort of thing, where they're like, "Wow, look at the like look at uh, this moth that has a tongue that's like six inches long, and it's perfectly suited to like suck the nectar out of this particular flower. Like it it is like such a perfect example of evo- like coevolution; these things just coming together perfectly, and it's just pablum." Mm-hmm. Um, it's not actually very good evidence of natural selection or evolution at work.
2: It's more like evidence for coincidence, is it not?
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, if you roll a dice enough times, you're going to find, like, weirdo things that happen like that, uh, which is what evolution is. But, like, these just-so stories are like have this circular logic to them that it's very hard to question. And, uh, like, you just sort of say it as a fact, especially to a passive audience. They're like, yeah, I guess so. And then, like, you just move on. Uh, so that's something that evolutionary biology uh, has been trying to uh, push to the wayside. Not so much with Psych. Evil Psych loves these things. Oh yeah, uh, because it, it's so neat. And like again, I think one of the reasons Evil Psych became so popular is that everyone's interested. In, everyone wants to know the secrets to human behavior. They want to know why like
1: personality tests are so popular and stuff like that. Exactly.
2: It's uh. it's
3: it's filling into that pop sci market. I was gonna say the BuzzFeed
0: yes. discipline. Well, yes. it,
2: it it makes it all very neat and tidy, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you don't have to think about a thousand and one factors when you just think about like. Everything is, is just, just how, how things so.
3: are.
1: Yeah. yeah, everyone's one of eight people, and that's it. Yeah, of course.
2: Exactly.
3: So here is my, uh, here's a quote from Chomsky uh, that I liked. He says, you find people that cooperate, and you say, yeah, that contributes to their genes perpetrating. And then you find people that fight, and you say, sure, that's obvious, because it means that their genes perpetuate and not someone else's. In fact, just about anything you find, you can make up some story for it.
2: <laughs> well. yeah, it's true. Yeah.
3: And here's my favorite example of one of these. I'm just going to read you this whole quote, uh, and then I'll, I'll let you guys pick it apart. This is a paper deciphering female preference for the color pink. These <laughs> underpin the human preferences uh, for the objects redder than the background. As a gatherer, the female would need to be more aware, aware of color information than the hunter. This requirement would emerge as, a, as greater certainty and more stability in female color preference, which we find... As an alternate explanation for the evolution of trichromancy uh, is the need to discriminate the subtle changes in skin color due to emotional states and social sexual signals. Again, females may have honed these adaptations for their roles as caregivers and empathizers.
1: Okay, so... I, first there's like no historical context to this because color preferences have also changed between genders over time Bingo. but like i sort of understand the like women need to be able to see the color of berries or something because like men are more likely to be colorblind are they not than women yeah. and so, that's like, exactly like, there's like, some but but yeah I, I don't see how that would translate to a, a social thing more of just like yeah maybe biologically we're better at seeing colors than dudes but what what else could you possibly glean from that that's so strange
3: you are exactly right because the the preference for the color pink in western like north american and european girls did not come about until the early 40s. Until then, the colors were switched. Girls wore blue and men wore, boys say, wore pink. It just seemed like a marketing thing. Like, a lot of what these preferences can yeah. be explained by is just yeah, it's cultural factors. The actual Fucking reason, marketing. though, is actually a little more interesting than that. It's because Hitler put Uh-oh. pink triangles. No, no, no I, I'm serious. Hitler put pink triangles mm-hmm. on gay people. Yeah, the homosexuals. Uh, and after that, that was seen as effeminate and yeah. that we didn't want to dress our boys in pink so they switched the colors. And, you know, with Operation Paperclip,
0: they were all about you know, taking in ex Nazis. Yeah, so I'm sure there yeah, were a bunch yeah. of them that went into marketing. Yeah, oh they chill
3: and made the Barbie. That's true. <laughs> oh, I like that. We should accuse the woman who made Barbie
2: of being a Nazi. What, yeah, what that should be our if, new. If, our what new if we style. gave her gigantic triangle boobs? You know what? I <laughs> that, my yeah. beef with Dean ended. Beef with Barbie. All right,
3: cool. I mean, I'm out of the hot box, folks.
2: Yeah, it was it was
0: normal for me to cut their heads off as a child. (laughs) Now who's wrong?
1: (laughs) There was a rant on Twitter, (laughs) Doctor Barbara, the other day about how Ken is unemployed, which he is. Name name, name one one job Ken's done. Everybody's
2: unemployed. What do you mean, name (laughs) one job Ken's done? He's he's Barbie
1: has like forty thousand jobs. Ken
3: does nothing. Ken's dudes rock. He stays home and like plays video games and smokes weed. While Barbie's a doctor and a lawyer. (laughs) lawyer. (laughs) You know (laughs) what?
2: (laughs) You know what? Ken has done. Ken has like rested his uh, genitals so that he can procreate stronger, and that's the most alpha thing you can do. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Why work when you can just make babies, baby?
3: yeah but as we were saying like this this is the problem with evo psych is like the encompassing like sort of bringing the the forefront of evolution past the bounds where it sort of naturally applies like because you look at men have a much higher rate of colorblindness than women which look through the lens of evolution makes sense uh because female uh you know like cave people were gatherers and like, needed to uh, find like females. I
1: love
2: cave people as cave people. cave folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, y'all. Um, Here's why this drawing yeah. is problematic. This cave drawing is
3: problematic. <laughs> Here's why you can't say the N word Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say
0: the people from those kind of people living in the cave times probably didn't survive because <laughs> everyone got tired of them.
3: Yeah. But, like, it was much more important for women uh, to have not to not have colorblindness, but in men it was not a big deal. So that's why we see larger rates, because it's less selected against in men.
1: Do you think cool. if a woman was colorblind and brought home the wrong berries and accidentally killed someone, they just, like, exiled her and that's why she died and didn't have babies? That'd be sad.
3: That'd be sad. Uh, That'd be
2: sick. What do you mean? That'd be fucking You could write a cool man song about that. <laughs> I've been waiting for my partner to bring home the wrong berries for years.
0: <laughs> Come so you on. can
2: die. Kill me off, baby. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not so he can exile her. Yeah, so no. he can
2: die. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm walking the astral plane. Anyways.
1: Like that part in Hunger Games where that girl kills herself with the berries, remember? Wow. And he... they were like, no, she was really good at finding berries, so she definitely did this on purpose. Yeah, she... But in the book, they didn't really imply that. They kind of implied that she just ate the berries and died.
2: You said that like yeah bitch sit down (laughs) yeah she was like really good at finding berries so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about
3: Uh, should we get into the the darker
2: ones Wait, wait 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 should we? <laughs> what, what do? You, how do you feel about what you've just said so far? Like, like what's what's your takeaway on this? We right haven't now? even started. Oh, no, yeah. no, but no, I want to
1: hear some more stuff.
2: Oh, I want to hear what Dean like. Have you ever run into these people on a personal level at all? Um, I've had,
3: I've never had like direct discussions about like specific papers. Uh, some of the examples uh, that I'm getting, I did get from class that weren't. They were taught to us as like, hey, look at this study poke holes in it like find out figure out what's wrong with it
2: the reason why um, i'm i'm curious with dean for anyone listening to the podcast and doesn't understand the context uh dean was a stem sciences yeah uh, and evolution in particular was my field yeah yeah
3: but like i've had like conversations with uh people that i really respected in the field uh and asked them like what evil psych like what do you think of it and a lot of them were like yeah you know like for the most part it's pretty good
2: tide goes in tide goes out
3: exactly Uh, So something to think about that, you know, we're not even like the smartest STEM uh, researchers are flappable. Uh, and have biases that maybe they won't admit to or are not aware of.
0: No.
2: Uh, I know. Hit me with the dark shit. Yeah. I, okay. Oh, no. He, he, I you should. need to hear this.
1: Jesse's crouching in. Yeah. He's right. Any, he Anyone is. listening
2: right now, Jesse's eyes have turned a bright <laughs> pink color, and there's actually three tears. It's the weirdest thing. He's crying in three different spots from his eyes, and they've made it all the way down to his lips, and now he's licking his lips. And, that's because I'm thinking mm-hmm. of Extensión. X- 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 yeah, that's That's true. why
0: I'm crying. Uh, he was so, a big fan of evolutionary <laughs> psychology.
3: Uh, know that we're waiting in here. We're just waiting in. Uh, we're going to talk about Randy Thornhill and Craig T. Palmer's uh, 2000 uh, book, "The Natural History of Rape." So, oh
2: my god! Yeah. Whoa, this is just waiting. <laughs> I in. was going to say you were when you said dark. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to talk about someone being yeah. a Nazi So so. I, the, the, I feel like this this is is I the remember Bernie Sanders essay. you <laughs> telling me about this one
1: time. Have you? Yeah.
2: Dean does talk about rape uh, a lot. Okay. No, but about
1: this book. And I remember being really mad last time, but I forgot it all. So I can't remember. Here we
3: go. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Thornhill and Palmer come out of, like, sexual selection circles. Uh, and Thornhill in particular wrote, like, basically the textbook on insects insect sex it's very it's actually like very very good book sure. uh
1: but so, easily applied to humans you know <laughs> that's exactly the thing yeah. he
3: basically takes his findings and his uh like theories on insect sex and applies it to human beings dude when a girl opens my thorax fuck <laughs> yeah, i shit. love getting my abdomen blown out i want a bug
0: that looks like dmx to bust in me <laughs> i want
2: I hope abdomen blowing out is the new, like, blow my back out. Yeah, we're going to put that on (laughs)
0: T-shirts.
3: But, okay, this book came out right at the tail end of the 90s. And in the 90s, a lot of feminist thought and writing went into rape. And particularly, uh, uh, a lot of sociologists were writing about how uh, rape is the product of a max- masculine need to control women's bodies, and which, like you know, tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. like that. Like I say that, no one's like, "Wow, really?" No, like it just sort of
2: that's makes a, intuitive sense. That's a
0: reasonable thesis. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say it's uh, and like the the more that it's evolved, it was a really groundbreaking critique at the time. Um, and then it's, like, kind of turned into a much further understanding of, like, the psychology behind, like, rapists. Yeah, yeah. No, like, again, like, this was from
3: the 90s. Like, I haven't followed up on further research in this field. But Thornhill and Palmer come out swinging in 2000, uh, calling out a lot of feminists by name uh, who have papers uh, regarding this and saying, like, no, this is bullshit. Uh, There's, like... There's no evidence that rape is the product of like some like sociological need to control women. Uh, it's not a misogyny thing at all. It's just <laughs> it's just a need to have sex. Oh my uh, God, rape and, is
0: not a misogyny thing.
3: Yeah, like they they were like this is not a social thing. This is purely evolutionary.
2: Um, we're talking specifically about man woman rape, right?
3: that's the thing Uh, like uh, the evidence that they have is scarce and a a lot of it does come from uh, Thornhill's previous work in insects which are very rapey uh, and also have traditional gender roles uh, but are bugs (laughs) as bugs yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but are like head lice that do like these horrible things uh, we just, the like,
1: traditional gender roles of lice. So yeah. I don't know what's happening up there? <laughs> when I think of the yep. young lice men <laughs>
3: who've
0: been so confused.
3: No, 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 no. They're fine. They have like uh <laughs> lice wives. It's cool. Oh, man. I want to see fan art of like a tradcath lice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Brett Stevens has a lot of that. Yeah. Well,
0: hey, you now we got don't talk about him he will contact the station manager <laughs> that's true he will i will get fired deplatformed
3: <laughs> yeah so a lot of problems with this paper I, again the evidence they do have a scant uh they had uh, another uh quote that i couldn't find a lot of evidence for uh within i didn't buy their book to read it so i was just like reading summaries and things that people had posted but they uh say that they believe that rape increases the fitness of the offspring uh, in humans, God knows where they're getting that information. I have no idea how you would study that. I'm pretty that's sure. That's really sad. I'm pretty sure again, like they applied that from insects to people, <laughs> oh, or right. from mice to people, oh, or something, no. and they were like, "Oh, that's fine."
2: Yeah, when the lice didn't consent, their yeah. babies were fucking. Oh my god, popping. just
3: just popping off. Yeah, yeah. Pogged right now. Jesse up. is like holding his head in his hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are some of the stupidest motherfuckers to have ever lived. The the, worst. In their PhD,
3: like these guys say. teach like at, the, uh, at some of the highest 18, levels. What
1: university? Are they still there?
3: Um, Dawson, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Thornhill, I think, is at the
2: University of New Mexico. I didn't see where Palmer's from. I think the thing we have to keep in mind is like they were, they, yeah, they're intelligent fucking people they've got to be to some degree about yeah. something just and like it's one of those instances where like maybe don't talk about something you have <laughs> no knowledge this of. is exactly like like <laughs> like the, just don't bother. the delusion of evil psych is that
3: they can apply these evolutionary principles to places that just like fundamentally like yes there's a because you could argue like uh there were I read I was reading reviews Thornhill and Palmer like their point that like uh rape is sexually motivated because of XYZ like is right ra- like rape is isn't exclusive isn't yeah. like not sexually motivated yeah they're just claiming that it is exclusively sexually motivated yeah. which is not true that is a problem uh especially when you uh, when you consider that uh rape of uh people who are non-reproductive by their logic like you would never rape them because you just want to pass on your genes yeah. right like you would like there would never be homosexual rape of any kind uh like it it falls apart when you like look at it through a cultural lens at all right so yeah that's thornhill and palmer Moving swiftly on, a little closer to home now. Uh, oh boy. So, this like is a, t- a paper by Templar and Rushton. Templar?
2: Templar. The yeah, third eye. wow. Yeah. <laughs> now you have my attention. <laughs> Wait, um. bow,
3: bow, bow, bow.
0: Was he
2: part of the Golden Dawn? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this next paper is by uh, child rape and sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this next paper comes to us from the uh, the Temple of Moloch Interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's weird.
3: Uh, but you're focusing on Templar, but Rushton's actually the more interesting figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a professor. Professor. Uh, Or no, uh, he died, actually, uh, which is uh, very good news. He died a few years ago. Cool. Uh, But he taught at Western for years. Ah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, He was uh, the head of something called the Pioneer Fund. Are you guys familiar?
1: It sounds awful. (gasps) Jesse knows about the Pioneer
3: Fund. (laughs) You want to tell me a
2: little bit about it? I was going to say, I I don't think I've heard of this. He uh, led it. Just... Please go ahead.
3: <laughs> I don't have time to
0: talk to get into the Pioneer yeah. Fund. Yeah, let, let, no, I <laughs> want
1: a, a brief overview. Uh, the Pioneer
3: Fund is designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, okay. uh, They fund a lot of like dubious studies. Uh. Uh, that this is the people that provide like quote unquote
0: scientific backing for like the worst theories on like race and you know why uh people of different races are inferior it's like
2: uh, the 13 percent 50
1: percent. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. like the pioneer fund is also like if you see Was like
1: this man fired from western no for this no, or? no, <laughs>
0: yeah. no he worked at not. york too and u of t he's been all over yeah I, the pioneer fund is like one of those things i've i've been aware of in the background for a lot of awful mm-hmm. things and it's the uh, every terrible
1: hideous. professor is from ontario yeah.
0: why uh, it's a nightmare
3: province. yeah no we're a nightmare province um uh, redact- I was going to say something redacted now Redacted um, Anyway uh, I'm just going to read you the title of a paper That they submitted uh, to a journal Called Personality and Individual Differences Okay Do pigmentation and the mel- cor- uh, melanin Cortin system modulate Aggression and sexuality in humans As they do in other animals
1: <laughs> Oh okay as they do in other animals i've never yes. even heard of an example of that but okay. well
3: i will i will tell you um oh,
1: no.
3: here you, well okay what's the worst part about this i bet you can't guess what the worst part about this paper is no, you're, you're right. Uh, probably not, but
2: I, I feel like they're probably going to go down the route of something like albinism. Maybe I'm wrong. Albinism affecting people's sexual drives. I just no. assume it'll be the no. worst. Is it worse I, than I it?
0: assume, based on what we know about the Pioneer Fund, that yeah. it's an argument that uh, animals and creatures with darker pigmentation are potentially more aggressively f- aggressive physically and sexually. Yeah,
1: that's what okay. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I think okay. what
2: it is is that... Uh, if we think about it that way, I, I know you haven't even said anything yet. But uh, it's just because, uh, you know, white folks tend not to fear the police. So and, they, and white yeah. folks famously not violent. Nope. <laughs> yeah, famously not violent. Famously,
0: uh, famously not rapists. Very
2: cool. Yeah, famously. Uh,
3: okay. So, again, I didn't pay to read this paper because I refused Good. to. Uh, so I just found uh, a summary, uh, like a criticism that was posted of it. Uh, and here's a quote. Uh, the authors argue that black people have lower IQs, oh <laughs> higher sex drives, higher birth rates, higher infant mortality, higher rates of HIV-AIDS. Why would
1: any, like, they're really not looking at any <laughs> causes for any of these things?
3: And higher rates of violent crime. Mm-hmm. And that's that these traits can be understood as an outcome of evolution.
1: Okay, uh, think about, like, infant mortality in that list, too. Just being like, yeah, that's a social phenomenon. Their babies just die. That sucks. Like, no,
3: no, it's evolution.
1: Oh my god! No, no, like evolution. Mean, I mean yeah, like, it's
3: not social. They're not tying
1: it's, it to genes any social issues at all. Yeah, like, no,
2: it has nothing to do with that. Nah, what are you talking about? You mean like AIDS? Nah, that's evolutionary, baby. Yeah, they're just more more predisposed to addiction. That's evolution, baby.
3: What did Rushton die of? Did he die of natural causes? <laughs> I don't know. You should look at. Oh, I imagine so. Damn it! Uh, these these sort of creeps live forever. Yeah. What um, are their last names? It's because they're again? bathing in uh, virgins. His name blood. was Rushton. Rushton, you get Jesse's of the week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like an uncool countess Bathory. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah,
3: like, let us just like thank our stars above that he is dead. It's cool that his um,
0: follow-up paper, Sallow, one hundred and twenty,
3: <laughs> yeah, was so well received. Saw him, that's dope. At the Evo Psych meeting, the mood is not happy.
1: <laughs> he died of cancer at sixty-eight. <laughs> Jesse didn't <a> dab. We <laughs> okay. dabbed on him. Yeah. Fuck
0: that piece of shit. Uh,
3: <laughs> so, where this paper is coming from is uh, a couple months before uh, a paper had come out in I think it was Evolution that looked at mice. And they found that aggression uh, was connected to this certain... I didn't write it down. I should have... But there was a, a certain gene that caused pigmentation in mice fur that made their fur darker. Uh, and there's a... a Is a it melanin? An, uh, it, it's a melanin-like gene. Gotcha. Um, and... Uh, uh, there's an idea in evolutionary biology called pleiotropy, where basically one gene affects multiple traits. Right. Uh, so this gene affected, primarily affected pigmentation, but was also connected to increased rates of aggression. The thing is, that gene that they're referencing does not exist in humans <laughs> at all like cool. it, it's like we we have a completely different melanin gene that ha- there's no evidence of any connection any pleiotropic uh effects of it whatsoever they just
0: never address this
3: no they don't bring that up <laughs> um, they, um, probably,
2: they probably as, as far doing...
3: as the critique that i read uh said they didn't they like just didn't understand that that was a difference like uh. Oh, they, just they just don't saw, know.
2: They just saw skin pigmentation and they were like, yeah. this obviously affects something, so therefore yeah. it must affect something in people.
3: Yeah. And like, like I was saying, like, um, uh, how, how a lot science. of evo psych is uh, evolution sort of creeping into social uh, right. sciences. It can also work the other way because this Russian guy was a psychologist. Uh, who is you like cherry picking these studies that he found uh, in evolution and being like, how can I apply this to my fervent racism? Hmm,
0: that sounds like another famous psychologist. Yeah, <laughs> that taught at U of D. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not great, folks. Uh, <laughs> While we're on the topic of like these race related things, can we talk about Charles Murray? Uh,
3: I just want to say one more thing about Rushton. Okay. Uh, the actual worst part about this paper. Uh, are you ready? Oh, boy. No, but yeah. This was published as a hypothesis. They had no data whatsoever. <laughs> cool. They had all the, like, they literally just wrote up like, hey, what if black people are stupider and more violent? Uh, here's a study that sort of says that that we didn't write at all. Uh, anyway, just And that think... study
1: was in rats? And it was
3: published.
2: <sighs> and, th- like, this paper got published. Who, um, do we know the uh journal that published it or yes it uh, that journal
3: people? is personality and individual differences are they, and are they,
2: are they an accreditable <laughs> journal uh no
3: <laughs> no they <laughs> okay. are not but they not. are a scientific journal well yeah, yeah.
2: but whether the, the fact that it was published
3: not. at all is completely insane i think like the fact that this is published makes them not a credible yeah <laughs> he, that's yeah fair. definitely definitely Yeah. But anyway, you wanted to talk about Murray. Yeah. Because now is the time. Charles Murray is one of the few Evo psych.
0: Is he Evo psych? I just know he's like...
3: I don't know how psych he is. Again, like, I purposely did not read about him because I just, like... It was too much poison for me. There's too
2: much darkness in the world. At least that's what he believes. Fill us in for (laughs) uh, us us lay folks who do not know.
0: Charles Murray is, I will say, infamous and influential in probably equal measures. Definitely influential to some of the worst people in the world. Charles Murray is like a
3: racial biologist. Yeah, he's a race scientist. He put out a book Uh, the in the mid curve. '90s, called the bell curve, which that was massively influential. And I've
0: heard of that. Yeah, yeah, one second. The bell curve specifically talks about racial disparities and like IQ and yeah. test performance. But I want to say Charles Murray, who claimed to be you know this like objective like man of data, in his biography talked about attending a cross burning, how his friend just burned a cross, oh my, God. on like a neighbor's yard, and he was just there. Who'd have thought? and i'm like that's a really that's a great sign and like his biography came out after the bell curve obviously had been published Mm because he was just a fucking little spit he's still alive
3: yeah for now yeah (laughs) he was on some sam harris that was really cool that's another guy another another day yeah i I actually listened to him for a long time and then the charles murray interview came out i was like oh i see you're a complete loser and moron the bell curve like it's not even like He's like, oh, I just want to voice all these other ideas, but it's like, no, dude, like you're just stupid. Yeah, it'd be one thing if you were like edgy and cool, but like this Charles Murray guy, like all of his science has been disproved, all of it, many times over. Yeah,
1: I have something to say, so I looked up uh, this journal that it's published in. It is mm-hmm. technically a peer-reviewed journal, but it was started in the '80s by this not- guy named. Hans A. Senk, Uh-oh. Uh, which he's considered to be the most controversial intelligence researcher, and all of his papers have been considered unsafe uh, by an inquiry on behalf of King's College London. Yeah. So it's pretty much just a paper for all these dudes that couldn't get just published anywhere else quacks. to peer-review each other, and they're, oh, like, all right. extremely racist. No. It's
2: just a circle jerk.
0: It wasn't yeah. unsafe. It was not safe for work because he drew a bunch of doodles of Chew fucking rose-chew. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. true. There's <laughs> a
2: bunch of big old fat dicks <laughs> right everywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Murray – like, just one more point on Murray uh, is that if anyone, anyone in your life, if, you know, if it's your partner, if it's your boss, if they mention IQ oh, and take it seriously at all, disown, yeah. get out of there. Shit. Like,
2: well, uh, can you – could you explain that a little further for our audience? Because I feel like a lot of people – kind of take IQ f- at face value, they even do. though there has been tons of critique and it's su- almost surprising that it's still a measure of intelligence to this day.
3: Yeah, uh, like I, I wish I had done a little more reading on it. Um, maybe we should do another show. Uh, there was, I also, um, sorry, I'll, I'll mention that at the end of the podcast. I have something else to mention. I just remembered. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to intelligence, basically for me, I don't think it can be measured, at least not in any meaningful way. Like, there's a lot of, like, again, like, Murray's the best example. Uh, his bell curve says that, you know, when you look at, like, SATs and IQ tests, uh, Asians score the best. Mm-hmm. White people are in the middle. Black people are the worst. Uh, Native people not to be found. Yeah, no, literally not mentioned at all. Um,
2: <laughs> We're on the res. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling. That's we don't, we yeah. don't do the SAT. We just sit. See, Charles Murray... You're you're where you should be. Charles Murray is thrilled about that. He doesn't have to deal with you. He's like, oh, man, to all my res boys out there and all my cousins and sisters and aunties, like, you're killing it over there on the (laughs) res. Keep it up. Proud of you.
1: Uh, When I was in second year, a guy was bragging about his iq and then we were sitting together studying and then he made me do an online iq test so he could look at my score at the end and then he was like i'm smarter than you and i was like Thank hey you. negging
2: worked it worked on you yeah, did though didn't you? it and then did he kiss you afterwards? i did <laughs> so for wait wait what? <laughs> <We> <laughs> <was not> Dean? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like damn my to boy bring it back to
0: iq oh yeah it is still cited as like empirical proof of personal intelligence but obviously iq doesn't factor in a number of complex, social, cultural exactly. and like relevant factors there's plenty of people that would have quote unquote high IQs that are fucking dumber than dog shit because they don't have any relevant cultural or social experiences your your personal intelligence is an amalgamation of everything you have ever experienced that includes like emotional intelligence and everything, It in is
3: podcasts you've listened to well yeah,
0: and podcasts you do Yeah, uh, it is insane to think yeah, that you can empirically print yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> And this is from someone who admittedly, like, I was good at fucking taking tests in school, but it doesn't mean I was smarter than the people that weren't. There were, so many of my friends are way fucking smarter than me because they <laughs> invested their time in becoming a more well-rounded person as opposed to drilling the same rote facts in your head, which is what a lot of our education system has been for fucking hundred years. I love
1: memorizing facts. That was the only time I was better at other people in my entire life was, like, in elementary Trivia. school. I wish we could just do that forever. Yeah, if I could uh, turn back time,
3: uh, I would be the <laughs> smartest goddamn uh, seven-year-old. <laughs> But I swear to God. The
2: reason why I bring up the critique of IQ is because I was actually listening to this podcast about a comedian who kind of like slipped into Mensa because she made fun of it for a long time and then applied to it and then actually found out that she's technically a genius based on her IQ and talked about it a lot. And then I was like, wait a minute. I, I felt like I was in a bubble uh, when it came to any of my studies at school because literally anything that I read was hypercritical of IQ and uh, like the intelligence quotient and like any kind of standardized testing to test someone's intelligence, like completely hypercritical of that. And so um, I was always I still to this day, I'm I'm surprised when I hear other people talk about it. But then I find out that like there's a lot of theories that people are pushing forward that are solely based on IQ, mm-hmm. even though there has been so much critique of it. So it's one of those weird things where like yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. For our audience at home, uh, if you don't know, like, there's two huge sides to this. And one of them seems to be way more socially bearing, that IQ is a thing. And then, like, a lot of academics out there are just like, N- no, and we should yeah. back away from any of these kind of statistics because it means very little.
3: Like, And, and I think, like, the more practical example of that is the SATs, which is, like, is viewed right. in a similar light. Uh, and, like, in the States, if you don't score high in your SATs, you don't go to college. Yeah. Uh, and like there it's been shown that um sat uh scores are almost directly correlated with like income with like medium health hold income for your family, what does SAT stand for? Uh Standardized Academic Test. Uh, I thought it was sucking on titties. <laughs> hey! hey. <laughs> I
0: got a 4.0 on that one. <laughs> hey. I was say, that's the
2: only test I've ever
3: passed. <laughs> well, I, I've got a 3.0, but it, it looks yep. like a 4.0. That's
2: because so. there was only there was only three boobs. <laughs> that's right, uh,
0: ladies. It's normal. Don't think I'm a weirdo. Yeah, uh, I love it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I've I've got I've got a 3.0, but like I, I swear it grows to a 4.0. Uh, to <laughs> Let's. I'm, uh, can we get to the pedophile topic? Uh, my my point is not about pedophilia, though. I figured like uh, you no, could. That's, yeah, oh, that's You, fine. you, you okay. got the Jeffrey Miller stuff. Cool. Um, I'm going to talk about a ov- a ov- ovulatory ovulatory shift. The ovulatory shift hypothesis. Don't like that. Um, <laughs>
1: like like ovulation.
3: Like ovulation. Okay. I'm just going to explain this theory to you, and I want you guys to because uh, the thing about this hypothesis I'll tell you from the get-go receptions mixed there I found two like uh, meta studies that looked at a lot of different studies and like uh, compared the results one found uh, compelling evidence that it exists one didn't so no one's quite sure what's going on here but this is uh, very, very widely studied field. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, research into this uh, because, again, it's very pop-sci. Everyone's into it. Uh, so the idea is women, females, uh, and particularly human females...
1: I hate the word females. I'm familiar with
3: <laughs> yeah. the, the The femoids. Uh, no, I'll continue. I'm with you so say, far. Can you yeah.
2: please refer to them as femoids? <laughs> I'm sorry, femoids. We need to be inclusive.
3: Um, have a a drive to... Have the best babies possible. You want the best babies right? Folks, we love them. Babies, baby,
1: oh, ba- we want the good genes. It's, we want good genes for our babies, damn. folks. It's, it's called Actually, genetics. E- women Elon Musk did just tweet, I love babies with a little heart. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That uh, meant
2: a different thing. Women are, <laughs> women are fucking weird when they're like, my womb yearns for this. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you gotta just say smell. stuff
1: like that, though. The funniest joke ever is seeing a baby and pretending to rip out your IUD. That is, sorry, <laughs> you guys just don't get it, but it is the funniest joke.
2: Uh, that's called foreplay, Megan. <laughs> the, the, that,
3: that's, that's a little different from what I'm talking about, though. You want the best genes possible for your baby, right? So uh, when, go when you're ovulating, when you're able to have a baby, uh, your body sort of urges you and pulls you towards wanting the best genes. So you're more attracted to more masculine dudes, more successful dudes, dudes with more talents. Already Uh, disproved. (laughs) 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 We have... are
1: you gesturing us, dude? How dare you? We
3: have 100% proof in the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, not true. Got him again. Right? So during ovulation, you're attracted to, let's say, more alpha dudes. Sure. However, Which I am. Uh, parenting is also a long-term thing. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... you... No. <laughs> no, you need a, a lot of care and a lot of support uh, to raise a child. So when you're not ovulating, and thereby when you're more likely to have a kid. And when am I uh, not? When are you have a kid only around.
1: ovulating for like four days max? Yeah. Okay, true.
3: Um you're more, you're less interested in the more masculine, more alpha dudes, the bigger, more successful dudes. And you're more interested in more caring, compassionate dudes who are around a lot and provide resources Soft to you. Soft boys. Yeah. Soft boys. Betas. Me? Yeah. Uh, so here, let me just pull it up because there's a lot of different studies that I can
1: uh, I What I fo- don't understand to start is that if you need both of these things, like a long-term soft partner and a super masculine dude, wouldn't you want both of those while you're ovulating? Like, why would one take the forefront while you're ovulating? Well, that's that's the the thing, is that
3: in an ideal world, you would have, like, the perfect mate, like myself, who has all of those traits (laughs) at once. Same, Um, yes. Unfortunately, not all men are as perfect as I am. I also
2: have a huge dick. Yeah,
3: of course. (laughs) I don't. Uh, And because of that, you sort of Wax and wane, like w- like with the the with the tides and tide the, goes in, tide the, goes in. Yeah, tide goes in, tide goes out. With the waxing and waning of the moon, so does your need for Chad Dick. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay. Naturally. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Megan? Do <laughs> yeah. you understand now? Yeah. Like, so yeah, Chad Dick. Uh,
3: there have been studies that have found that both men and women are able to subconsciously detect when a woman is most fertile. Uh, women infertile phrases are rated as being more physically attractive, smelling more attractive, mm. and having higher pitched voices, I, okay. more traditionally feminine traits smelling. to attract a more masculine man. Smelling more. Oh, I, I did yeah. read
1: something. Is there not something like your hormones can make you smell a certain way to other yeah, people? Give me your pheromones, baby. And, like, that's what
3: I'm saying. Like There there are portions of this that are like based in like very solid science. And sinus. I also
1: read that your face looks more symmetrical when you're ovulating because that's when you're supposed to be the most beautiful, but I have no idea how the fuck that Work. Yeah, your Literally womb isn't how?
2: wandering anymore mean,
1: what, Would it just be that like the bags under your eyes Aren't as bad or something honestly, like, How would your face look honestly,
2: better Honestly what it is This is from someone who doesn't study that But it would make sense to me if it was like A hormonal based thing Because hormones can really would affect your, like your, your skin, skin type glow?
1: I don't know. Yeah, how yeah. does your face you look more in, symmetrical? You walk in and you
2: look like uh, Edward from uh, <laughs> oh, Twilight. Yeah. I mean, they do talk
0: about a motherly glow.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Guess I just so. assumed
0: that was bullshit. Um, um,
2: well, your home runs well, affect your
1: skin because that, like, your mm. acne is affected by your. Skin I was going to say,
2: I think uh, a lot of it has to do with just like skin care quality and mm. like your pore size probably True. and stuff like that i don't think it's a it'd be really cool if we just turn luminescent like a couple times a month though <laughs> that would be sick yeah be So, like, honey turn me, your light off this i'm trying to nothing sleep to
1: do with you people what? get out of
2: here <laughs> what do you mean my New people she's fired. <laughs> <laughs> my my ovaries have been wandering this whole time All we, we need
3: megan here uh, uh to be sort of crypto uh mm. well so we can get away with distancing ourselves, while she, you know, says things like "you people." Yeah. <laughs> my
2: God. Um, well, that's why if you look at the room right now, there's like Dean is the the little boy. Yeah. Disagree. And then, I, and then and then Chance is like the middle boy, and Jesse's like the big boy, and that's how we have such a good dynamic with Megan because okay. we fulfill <laughs> the needs of the oh, room. Oh my God! I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's <laughs> um, how we're able to have such a good conversation. I've explained
3: ovulatory shift hypothesis to you. You guys grasp it. Um, now, what if I say alpha fucks beta bucks? Is this a phrase you're familiar yes. with? Wait a yeah. minute, so what? It yeah. Jesse, do you want to explain what this means? My,
0: I mean... Alpha fucks is probably pretty self-explanatory. If you are an alpha male, you have a wide selection of sexual partners at your, uh, I don't like to say disposal, but that is the intent that yeah. they're implying here. Uh, the beta part, I'm a li- not as rock solid on, but bucks to me sounds like, you know, like, It's not happening. They're not getting partners or they're having toe curling orgasms because as you know, if you have an (laughs) orgasm, that's beta behavior. Yeah, that's true. When I have sex, I I stare holes
3: through them and neither of us come, which is the proper way to do it. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's uh, the traditional so, uh, way. Alpha
3: Alphafox beta bucks uh, is a a theory posed on a lot of incel forums. Oh boy. Um <laughs> which is as like peer
0: reviewed as, you know, the other magazine we talked about earlier. Yeah.
3: In incels in particular are very interested in evolutionary psychology naturally they're very fixated on what makes someone attractive mm-hmm. and trying to find the scientific basis behind that mm-hmm. because they're nerds and they're like oh if i just understand that you know i need like x amount of uh testosterone in my blood in order to get chicks um they they think like this a lot uh so alpha fucks beta bucks is based on the ovulatory shift hypothesis uh, it states that women and many incels believe that all women Behave like this in general, will go out and have sex with very handsome, very attractive Chad dudes who get like a lot of girls uh, flocking to them. But when women need support, or maybe even like while they're having sex with some Chad they will uh, oh, really? live with a beta a beta male uh, and collect beta bucks oh. so they just drain his resources oh. Oh, and use him oh I remember reading about yeah.
1: ContraPoints talked about it yeah. in the
3: video and like this is uh, a thing that happens in birds <laughs> they're like, <laughs> There are a lot of
1: studies. Bird
2: coin. Yeah. They actually,
1: like, have a nest with a, a sad bird and then, like, yeah. go out and mate with a different yeah. bird. Yeah, like, um, the other
2: bird and come home and they're, they're like, oh, okay, honey, you got to take care of this baby that I just had.
3: Like, uh, it, it was sort of shook up a lot of, like, uh, of the ornithology crowd uh, because it was found in the last, like, 20 years or so. Like, there's this idea of, like, uh, swans mate for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, a lot of other birds have, like, these pair bonds that last for their entire lives. Uh, Which is true. They do pair up with each other and stay with each other forever. But they still go and fuck other birds on the side when the other one's not watching. King. Uh, Kingship. Yeah. Yeah. So incels have applied this uh, strictly biological phenomenon as well as like the ovulatory shift hypothesis, which is talked about and bandied about uh, in psych circles. And apply it rigidly to the society that they see. Uh, so this is like the one last little uh, like nugget that I wanted to touch on with evo psych is that some of it, like you know, ovulatory shift hypothesis, some of it's a little shaky, but a lot of it's like rock solid. Like yeah, like that's pretty Wait, so well the defined. So ovulatory
1: science. shift hypothesis is the alpha fucks beta bucks thing No it's the what? idea
3: that women are more attracted uh, to m- like more masculine more alpha dudes while they're ovulating uh, okay. during uh, a certain gotcha. time Yeah and then but generally will like be comfortable with a less masculine
0: You know, more baited. It's like an unconscious desire versus a conscious thought thing. Yeah, exactly. When they're ovulating, which I hate saying. I'm sorry, but when they're in a let's say moment of sexual desire, they'd rather be with a more traditionally
3: attractive partner. But they specifically when they're most fertile and most likely to have a child. But they understand.
1: It's it's very funny to to think that you're like. Mentality shifts that much on yeah. those. Yeah, and, that's,
3: but, why. and that, that's like they're like you, you know these are like oh like we showed ovulating women like 500 faces uh and they liked the more symmetrical masculine faces more. I
1: hate ovulating women. That's on the rag, so right. then. It, oh. it literally no, not, that's not when it is. I know, I know. It but funny. it just reminds me of some weird like. 1984 thing where they have, like, ovulating women. I guess that's more Brave New World, but... Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Continue. uh,
3: Yeah, but like, incels... Like, again, uh, there is a fair, like, basis of uh, fact for this. uh, A fair pool of evidence. And incels take this, like, you know, uh, it has been shown that women have a preference for XYZ to... All women fuck the most alpha dudes and then just steal money from, like, these betas who are losers and, like, don't realize they're being cucked. So, even when evil psych isn't, like, completely, like, batshit insane, like, racist or sexist or whatever, it can be taken and its principles can be applied in, like, the most extremist uh, reactionary ways you can imagine. Yeah. So... Something to think about.
1: Yeah. The, the difference, the distinction between alpha and beta men is also very funny to me. Because can you guys even picture, like, an alpha man yes. that you know? Yeah. Really? Like, 100%. everyone's so different. I feel like you Total really have jazz, to like baby. sports dudes to be like, okay, these are alpha people. But I hate sports. But, so.
3: but also, like, like the idea of, like, the alpha and the beta and the omega um, is completely constructed. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it is a cultural idea. It is not biological at all the the term alpha beta and omega comes from a study on wolves uh that happened in the 70s i can't i didn't do enough research i don't have the
1: they guys shouldn't name. have let them do any science in the 70s Hot
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the 70s should have been the, the yeah. second nineteen forty science that's where it was at uh, oh, don't
3: <laughs> say that. Yeah, the
2: boys knew what they were doing
3: but uh, anyway, this guy, like, went into Yosemite uh, and watched these wolves uh, and recorded their behavior, sociobiology folks. Mm. And uh, he uh, found, like, wow, there's, like, one wolf, uh, one giant wolf who makes all the rules, and that's the alpha wolf. Put out this paper called, like, The Alpha no- the Omega, and uh, it became a hit sensation. Right, uh, And, like, it became a book. It was, like, on, like, every public library shelf. And then he kept studying this uh because that's what you do you just stick with one like uh group for years to see how they progress right. and he's like oh i completely read that one it was just like this one <laughs> summer that i was watching them i completely misinterpreted what was happening there's no like rigid hier- hierarchy of wolves where they fight for dominance hmm. that's not true at all it's a lot they're, more they're egalitarian i actually yeah. didn't know that yeah no like the <laughs> idea of the alpha wolf Fabrication, <laughs> not true at all. But, but it's still like but his it was statement so baked. being
1: like I was wrong. Didn't yeah? Was, no one cared it was about a that good story. Much... Like, it was so
3: already so baked into the culture that it just still hasn't left. And there's still cartoon movies about Alpha and Omega Wolves that came out, like, five years ago.
1: No, that was, like, ten years ago now, probably. I don't know, man. We're old. To
0: wrap things up, I'm going to only very briefly touch on the darkness, because then I have a better idea for a scientific... We got
3: pretty dark.
0: Yeah, but, like, the most notorious uh, examples of Evo Psych at least that I've been familiar of because I have terminal online brain is just people uh, defending, saying like, oh, pedophilia is like an evolutionary
3: trait and
0: that yeah. it's like defensible.
1: That's the dumbest shit I've ever yeah. heard in my life. But but I, and a lot
0: it. of people
3: you know, Again, like it goes the, completely against the idea of natural selection yeah. and like the idea that you'd want to like pass your genes on but at all. Friend but. of
0: Pod Save America. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just yeah. going to say he's a friend of the Pod Save America. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was obsessed with evolutionary psychology mm-hmm. And biology, uh, specifically, there's a famous article from 2016 that revealed the existence of his impregnation ranch in New Mexico, where he wanted to uh, essentially impregnate, like, 100 women and have them carry his seed uh, into full fruition.
1: Does he, he have, have a lot of children? No. Like, no, any? No, no, no. Not that
0: we not know or aware of. I mean, okay. I'm sure there's plenty that, yeah. according to Speak. Rushton, are very physically fit, if you can read the <laughs> yeah. lines there. He's
2: been shooting blanks for years. Uh,
0: but he... He, like, he would always have, like, all kinds of famous intellectuals onto his island, including Steven Pinker. Yeah. Uh, that's great. And oh, yeah, of red-letter media, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He was very obsessed with evolutionary psychology and understanding why people did what they did, and uh, just a, a nightmarish thing. My favorite conspiracy theory right now related to the coronavirus is that the vaccine they're developing is just Jeffrey Epstein's come, and that they're going to inject part of it into you, so yeah. his legacy will live on. And That'd I, be cool. Uh, yeah, I believe it. It's Bill Gates. He's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah he would like but that. But mine, I, I have an idea for a new scientific discipline that yeah. I think is going to be a big hit, so... Evolutionary psychology—you combine like everybody's obsession with psychology with you know hard factual science, right? Mm -hmm. Hear me—a evolutionary astrology.
2: Oh, what is more
3: in the now?
0: I like that.
3: We combine it. We assign the different races different uh, constellations. What what is more
2: in the now? Astrology is not.
1: Astrology's everywhere. What are you yeah, talking man. about? Everyone loves astrology. I yeah. just bought Spoken an astrology like a true cancer phone moon. case. Idiot. Actually, yeah,
0: it's well, still very big, unfortunately.
2: I'm not saying it's not big, but like there's been times, there's been periods <laughs> okay, in history okay, where <laughs> it's <laughs> so much bigger we're, than that. We're, we're not in <laughs> Athens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, So here's the thing. Like but, it's not. It's well, the the astrology boom is happening now. So like I wish
1: I could say something snarky, like classic whatever you are, but I don't know anything about that. I called him a cancer
3: moon already. I thought that was funny. I'm a
0: Gemini. That's the extent of my knowledge.
1: You're even, the fakest bitch. That's I all I know about Gemini. I didn't even consent Gemini's. to knowing I was a Gemini. I
2: just <laughs> I was a Gemini. Yeah, they just told me at birth, and I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm but a hard Aries. So
0: here's the thing: you get like Gemini. And you, you list, like, the normal, you know, astrology bullshit of, like, oh, very caring. Like, your moon is in Saturn and your Saturn's a moon. And your water's in fire. And all of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then at the end, they just say, and uh, that's why you commit several racially motivated crimes. <laughs> and that is why. <laughs> and, that's and that's why, why 13... your IQ is 78. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why
2: the 13% makes up the 50%. But like, imagine just all these girls
0: just posting, I mean. Gentlemen, too, including many of yeah. the same, uh, let's say, <laughs> orientation. That's Proclivities. Song. Yes. <laughs> that are posting things like daily astrology update. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> at the end of it. It's just like insane race <laughs> sign. It's like <laughs> make sure you pack your, your calipers today.
3: <laughs> As a Welshman Irish. Uh... <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's, uh, that's what I feel like is going to yeah, be the You like know, evolutionary astrology – yeah, yeah, we're marketing that, that's this. That's an award-winning ticket. Yeah, that that is such a good a- idea, and that segues me into today's sponsor. Okay, perfect. Ooh, yes. Evolutionary astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I just who would have thunk it?
3: Uh, before we leave off, I just want to hint at like maybe our next little science pod. Maybe it'll be won't be for a while, but I came across a concept that I had no idea existed.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, Dean's whole bodily anatomy. He actually didn't know it was there until yeah. a couple days ago.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to walk you through every inch of my body <laughs> in stunning ASMR detail. Oh, stop. Bodies <laughs> Wonderland. Uh, no, uh, I came across the term bioeconomics. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we will Christ. talk about that yep. next week. You well, know, not next sounds, week, but next time. We are not lovely. talking about that
0: next <laughs> week. So we only do science episodes when I'm able to physically tolerate it because yeah. I think science shit is stupid as hell. <laughs> I'm like pure 100% like. I genuinely am, like, psychology win guy. Yeah. That's how I try to justify everything in my life. So uh, we hope you enjoyed hearing three smart people talk about science. You can decide which three they are. (laughs) Leave a a review stating which one you think it is. Yeah, I'm not even sure who they are. Yeah. did you want to? Did you have an idea? What was the idea for next week we were discussing?
1: Oh, cottagers' rights! Yes. I think yeah. would be very I, funny. Yeah, I I'm insanely
0: good. excited to talk about that. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh,
1: I just have one little tidbit. We've never mentioned this since we actually made it, but we did make an email for this podcast. Ooh. it's, it's LLCs CFRC. So it's Late Late Capitalism Show uh, CFRC at gmail.com. Yeah,
3: please, please, uh, like I know, like it sucks to like actually care about what you little piggies think, right. uh, but we, I would like. To hear from you and see if you have any suggestions Dean, or begging. recommendations. You're big.
2: I know, I'm Please. sorry. I feel needy. Uh, yeah, I don't us, care. The, pff, whatever. Tell us if
1: we're really wrong about stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: no. Any kind of uh, comments, critiques, anything you would like to hear from us, we'll definitely take open suggestions. Uh, we're not low on ideas, but we're definitely willing to hear what our audience yeah. thinks oh, yeah. of what we're doing. Trust me, we've got plenty of topics to last us from quarantine
0: one to quarantine four. Yeah, we don't even need
1: <laughs> you to email us. We're totally fine. Yeah, we're We've so totally many fun. ideas. But What's
3: that email again? But
2: if you did email us.
1: LLCSCFRC at gmail.com. I have it up right now.
2: And we'll we'll make sure to read your emails. And we'll keep up to date with all.
1: Alrighty. Thanks, folks.
2: Have a great night. Enjoy.
4: bye